Welcome listeners to the Montana Music Project. Uh, my name's Ryan Olson. My name's Zach Spiroff. And we're here with uh, Reagan Clancy, a Montana local musician, to talk about his musical experience growing up in Montana. So thanks for coming, Reagan. Yeah, you bet. Um, so just to kind of start out, can you maybe introduce yourself to the audience and kind of your mas- musical background? Sure. Yeah, my name's Reagan Clancy. Um, I've been playing guitar primarily uh, since I was about 16 and started writing my own music pretty much right away. My first band was mostly a cover band though, but we finished our run by writing some of our own songs and kind of never looked back. So Nice. Yeah, I've been. it's kind of been my main hobby ever since. Hmm. Um, now I'm a dad with three kids and I it's kind of like my bowling night. Yeah, <laughs> Got together to play music with the, with my friends. So no, that's really cool. Um. Yeah. Uh, so just to follow up on that, uh, what uh, what was the main kind of thing that got you into doing music? Um, I always liked music growing up. Um, my parents had some good music from you know '60s Beach Boys and the Beatles and. Oh yeah. Um, my aunt, I remember she made me a bunch of copy, taped a bunch of copies of good Beatles music, and and then when I was in six, when I was sixteen, I had a friend who um, played bass and wanted to start a band, and he pretty much told me I needed to be in his band. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I used to, I thought I wanted to play trumpet or drums because ska was really big at the time. Yeah. And uh, but he wanted to play heavy music, and so. Pretty much just followed his lead. He was a very charismatic dude who still plays music and uh, um, got a guitar and it was just kind of immediate gratification, you know. You learn a couple yeah. really simple chord shapes and you can play heavy music. So nice. <laughs> so it was pretty. And then it was just sort of like I had found my thing, you know. I, I was like a skater for a long time, but yeah. never very good at it. And then I got a guitar and was like, oh, okay, there's no danger involved with yeah. this. Um, so, yeah. Do you have, like, a memorable uh, concert experience or just recording session? Uh, of my own? Yeah. Or, um, yeah, there was, with the first band we had, it was kind of wild. In Helena at the time, there was kind of a music scene happening, which in Helena... Because we, I think because we don't have a university here that brings in a lot of people like yeah. Bozeman or Missoula, it really fluctuates uh, more than those towns. Mm-hmm. And at that particular time, when I started, when we started our band, and I was like 16 or 17, there was a lot of other bands starting at the same time. And um, so our first couple shows, there were like a couple hundred people at them. And uh, I think it was our second show we did at the out that's closed down now but it was the shrine temple it was this big yeah. old it was called, called the ming chinese theater back in the day mm-hmm. and there was like 400 people there Jeez. and it was like such a misleading early experience to music because yeah. that didn't last for long for long oh. um but that was that was sort of like oh yeah well, shit I this is awesome yeah people, people paid to come watch us <coughs> play music yeah, that does um, sound really cool so yeah yeah, kind of going on, actually, I guess that can uh, follow up with that. Um, maybe just, like, how was um, living in Montana? You kind of talked about the universities and stuff and mm-hmm. growing up in Helena. How do you think that influenced your musical style? Or? Um, 
Uh, well, for one, in Helena, you know, we don't have a lot of, like, touring bands come through. Mm-hmm. And so the, that didn't really... There was no real... Uh, if there was a music scene or when there has been a stronger scene at various times, that's happened all because of local bands. And yeah. so I don't think... So you kind of got a pretty eclectic mix of music, actually, because we mm-hmm. never had, like, the punk scene or yeah. the alt-rock scene. It was just, like, the music scene. Uh-huh. And so we would do shows... I mean, still do, like, where there's a super heavy band, a super spacey radiohead style band and like a really gentle singer songwriter yeah um so it kind of made it was just a in helena at least pretty eclectic like you just never knew what you were going to get and um because people were just influenced by whatever they listened to rather than concerts they were seeing Mm -hmm. Um, so definitely yeah so do you think that with what you're just talking about and so many different things um, do you think there's any type of distinct Montana style that you can point to? Musical style? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Montana, like the immediate thing you'd think of is country, because mm-hmm. yeah. it's Montana. Yeah. And that is pretty, I mean, as a preferred, and a lot of people listen to country for sure. And there are some, there are some country bands, but I've found that there's, every type of band mm-hmm. I mean you might not want to listen to Montana hip hop but it is there yeah. <laughs> you know um, so I don't think there is a Montana style really uh, that's definitely what I was kind of surprised by when I first got here was all the variety in music and, yeah yeah yeah. It. I think it really depends honestly I think it depends on what types of, of venues there are to play music so yeah. if you had like kind of cowboy dive bars mm-hmm. hosting live music you're going to get more cowboys because yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah country music but i mean when you like jester's bar downtown has kind of been like it's not as strongly anymore but it was like the hub for loud live music in helena for years and years mm-hmm. and i mean it's just a crappy dive bar and so you get <laughs> but they would they would host a lot of variety too but it was mostly heavy music you know not yeah. not, not all metal or anything but aggressive energetic music and um so i think it's kind of determined you know and then we on the other hand we've done music in ceramic spaces Mm -hmm. and antique stores and um obviously heavy music doesn't work as well in those spaces Mm so it caters to more singer songwriters and Mm -hmm. quieter stuff so kind of it just really depends in helena particularly because there's not like a music venue Mm -hmm. um music live music takes place in weird spaces like yeah. 406 clothing store downtown hosts music um so i think that actually makes the the music community here pretty pretty unique. eclectic and varied and unique yeah, yeah i think so. definitely so could you kind of speak to like i'd assume there's other places that you've been around music too like considering other states mm-hmm. um how would you compare this to compare what the music styles are in Montana compared to other places that you've been to? Um, yeah, I I lived in Tennessee for a year right after high school and um, the town I lived in was like a, a real central hub for like Christian rock music because mm-hmm. um, it was like right between a couple hours from Nashville, a couple hours from Atlanta and it was 
in the town I lived, there was like a really big Christian university. And um, so that was kind of interesting to see. Coming from Helena where there's no, or very few touring bands, like a lot of bands toured through that little town I lived in. It was about the same size as Helena, yeah. called Cleveland, Tennessee. And, um, but, and these were popular bands, like we all had, you know, I was big into that music for a long time too. And we all had bought the CDs of these bands that were touring through. And so to me, they seemed like huge bands, but they there was only 20 people at the concerts, you know, 30 people. And so it was really weird coming from Helena where we had like hundreds of local people coming out to see local bands and really energetic to kind of seeing this legitimate scene um, and people kind of, people were into the music for sure, but like there's, yeah, only like 30 people, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so I, re and I've realized that that is more the norm in like bigger, especially more central places is there's just more options of things to do. Mm -hmm. So um, the music scene, even though it might be thriving in, in terms of having a lot of musicians come through, it's actually harder to get audience. Yeah. People, people have to actually watch the shows. So, mm. um, other than that, I've lived in Helena my whole life, and we we all we've always like traveled to go see big concerts, you know, to mm -hmm. Missoula and Seattle and Portland and stuff. And um, similarly, it seems like there's just so many more options in those places, and so the smaller level bands really have to struggle to get anybody out to their shows, you know. Yeah. Whereas Helena, I think, is just always going to have to be fueled by the local, so, mm -hmm. unless somebody decides to open a university. Here. Yeah. <laughs> but. Talking about kind of the um, local scene, do you think it's like remained largely unchanged or um, over um, time? Um, no, it's definitely changed to some extent. I think the biggest change that I've seen is a result of the breweries, actually. Um, when I started playing music, well, when I got old enough to drink legally, there was like two local small breweries, the Lewis and Clark and the Blackfoot, and they were just these tiny little tap rooms. And um, one of them actually did host music occasionally. But then as they grew and, uh, and just the whole brewery thing got bigger, I think nationally, um, every one of those places hosts live music now, mm -hmm. multiple times a week. And so, like I said, how whatever spaces are open to hosting live music kind of determines what kind of music gets played or catered to. Mm -hmm. They've kind of created a, I mean, it's nobody's fault, but it's kind of a crappy deal, I think, where it's kind of created this whole thing where um, there's really no, people just expect music mm -hmm. to be there, but they ignore it. And so it's kind mm -hmm. of just, there happens to be a musician, you know, when you go to grab a beer with somebody, um, and it's kind of nice, kind of cool, I guess, that there's music happening, except that like people don't go to listen to music, yeah. they go to talk, which is just fine, but it's kind of created this whole, like a brewery scene. Mm -hmm. um, for one, you can't really do loud music in those spaces, so it caters more to singer-songwriters, which is cool, except that when you're a singer-songwriter, like that's a lot of what I do now, is like, you write lyrics that you want people to hear yeah. and engage with and, and in a more usually preferred in a more co like traditional concert setting you know mm -hmm. but that's just not the case with the brewery the breweries and it's okay except that there's not <clears throat> alternatives to that and so 
Um, I think it's kind of shifted the music scene here in Helena a lot. And I've heard that this is the case in like Missoula and Bozeman as well, to where it's really hard to have like, to get people out to concerts now. Because mm -hmm. um, they're used to getting their music for free, essentially. Yeah. And so trying to get people to pay 10 bucks for a ticket to come watch live music is, is a kind of a harder sell these days. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it's made it, uh, I think it's kind of devalued live music for a lot of people because it's just, they take it for granted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and the gigs don't pay very well. And so you kind of, but they're the only paying gigs around really. Yeah. And so you, everybody just kind of eats it and because uh, there's no other options, you know? Yeah. So for a while it seemed like a really good thing and then I think it's actually in the long term kind of hurt. Made it more difficult, I guess, mm -hmm. to have a, like a cohesive Helena scene. So do you think in the future things might change or? I don't know. I, I mean, I think you know, on one hand, I think like the brewery bubble's got to pop at some point because mm -hmm. like Helena has five microbreweries, which is a lot for mm -hmm. a small town like this. Um, and so I got to imagine it's so there's a threshold on those. Um, and then I would also imagine that at some point these brewery owners are going to like realize they don't have <laughs> like the musicians aren't bringing in that many people and so it's not doesn't make sense to pay them mm -hmm. i would expect to see live music and breweries decline but i have no idea um it's been going strong for quite a while mm -hmm. so but there but there's always an appetite for live music and for like genuine live concert experiences like in missoula there's all this stuff happening with new venues over there and it's kind of crazy because they are obviously counting on a really a lot of people shelling out money for a lot of concerts and they seem to be thriving like there's this company called log jam entertainment that mm -hmm. they have the wilma theater the top hat theater the kettle house amphitheater that's outside and, they're, and then they're talking and then they're, they're opening one in bozeman and the first three i mentioned are all in the missoula area mm -hmm. so i don't know there is there's definitely an app, still an appetite for like concert experiences, and Helena and Helena people, I think, would love to not have to travel yeah, as much for good live concert experiences. But um, so you see, you do see local people trying to do creative things here with concerts outside of the breweries, and yeah. but it happens in most mostly kind of unique spaces, like I said, like clothing stores, mm -hmm. and ceramics studios. Yeah, definitely. So, so where do you see so, so some people trying to get their start into uh, music right now, especially from Helena, where do you think that their best option is to start right now and how they're going to try and enhance their musical uh, fame? Their fame? Or I guess just their, their prominence within... Oh, well, they should get out of Helena if they want to make prominence. Yeah. Um, I mean, Helena, I think Helena is a, a unique place for music. And I don't know about the other arts, but it's like a pretty supportive community in a lot of ways. But I mean, you know, nobody nobody's going to get noticed by a record label in Helena. Yeah. Um, and so, for people like myself who still play music in Helena, and a lot of people I know, it's like, you know, you you're not coming here for the musical mm -hmm. scene or opportunities. Um, but that said, like. What I think what I think is cool about Helena 
it's cool and difficult is like it's kind of whatever you make it you know so if if there's like a high school kid out there who's wants to play music and thinks it sucks that there's not more opportunities like he just has or she has to just make their own thing yeah they have which is what we did when we were in high school we went down to like the local parks in the summer and you know took out learned how to take out permits from the city county building learned how to get the noise ordinances covered and then we put on concerts and you know somebody had a crappy pa system and we did our own thing and I think that's still kind of how it has to happen because nobody in Helena is, or very few people are like, nobody's starting a venue here mm-hmm. that's like looking to book local talent. So you, have, you really have to put on your own concerts. But at the same time, there's like the internet. And so you don't have to stay local necessarily with your music. Yeah. And I think that's what's happening more is that people are just, I think people make music, but they make it in their basement and then they upload it directly on online mm-hmm. where they have a way bigger audience, you yeah. know. So I'm not sure there's there's the, the combination or the both sides of recorded music and live music. Yeah. And uh, I'm assuming recorded music is just becoming the easier, it's easier to do at home now than it was when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think younger people are just doing that immediately now instead of waiting for permission or waiting for somebody to like sign them to a record label they just make what they want to make and put it out there for the world to see which i think is cool kind of democratizes everything in a cool way Mm -hmm. do you have any like goals or ambitions for the future regarding your music or um i mean there's always i think like any creative person there's always delusional (laughs) fantasies like it would be cool to have to be on a record label and have somebody putting out some money for me to make shit. <laughs> yeah. But um, I think realistically, my ambition is just to keep making music, getting better at what I do, and try to give it like the best chance to be heard by the most amount of people possible yeah. within my limitations as a husband and father who's mm-hmm. going to college yeah. <laughs> at, at age 36. Um, so it's kind of and just to play i just it's it enriches my life and so like i said it's kind of the main hobby i do and so as long as i i don't imagine that ever not being a part of my life because it makes it better and i've always been one of the people that kind of like puts on concerts and makes that happen even if i'm not playing and that's always been a real positive component for me that i uh, aspire to keep up kind of bringing people together in helena and trying to foster whatever little music scene we do have. Yeah. Uh, so, pretty small ambitions, I think, but uh, mostly just to keep making music. Yeah, I think that's really cool, really great. Um, yeah, so um, as a young musician, who did you look to for inspiration starting? Um, I think initially, like, like probably the first concert I ever went to was this punk rock concert at the Myrna Loy, um, which used to be a space that did host a lot more like lo- local music and stuff. And anyways, that first concert kind of blew my mind and it was kind of like I saw friends of mine who were playing in these bands. And so like the punk rock ethos in general, kind of the do-it-yourself mentality has always been super influential on me. Even, even I mean, I still like punk rock but I, my tastes have shifted but that kind of like mindset I think is probably the most influential thing on me just the idea that like 
you don't have to wait for anybody to make something. You just make it. You put on your own concerts. You can do whatever you want to do and, um, you know, follow your creative impulses quickly. And um, musically, I think, I mean, I think I was always influenced by, like, the Beatles and the Beach Boys and stuff, um, particularly the sadder, more melancholic kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I think I kind of realized through those bands and, and other bands like that that you could kind of like, the music was a valid place to put emotions. You know, sometimes yeah. if you're an emotional or sensitive person, like there are parts of daily life where you, it doesn't behoove you to wear your heart on your sleeve all the time mm-hmm. and I think I found in music through those bands that you could kind of do that and yeah. it was like not only acceptable but good mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I've always been drawn towards bands that have like a pretty that are kind of unashamedly emotional in mm-hmm. music you know definitely um, so you kind of talked about the local community involvement in a lot of big uh, Montana cities um, and so, apart from that, what do you think is the most appealing element of music in Montana? Um, it's very different town to town. Um, most appealing, I think it's that people care. I think I think it's not over. I think it's we're not oversaturated like we would you would be in Portland mm-hmm. um, or Seattle, and so people do when they come to concerts it's not usually with arms crossed and kind of like with a prove it mentality towards the bands like people are jacked that something's happening especially in the smaller towns like helena and butte i know has a kind of cool music scene um because there's just not competition for people's attention you know people are bored that's why people drink so much in montana honestly (laughs) and so um so I think that's probably the most appealing thing about Montana music is that people are still pretty thrilled by it. Yeah. And then maybe you want to talk about like the least appealing elements. I know we kind of talked um, about it a little bit. Well, it is. It, everybody's so isolated, like town to town. Mm-hmm. Like when I lived in Tennessee, we lived in Cleveland, which was like 30 minutes from Chattanooga, two hours from Atlanta, three hours from Nashville. Um, but every it all felt connected because it's more metropolitan there. Yeah. You know, not all of Tennessee, obviously, but in this area. Mm-hmm. Um, and so people were in bands together. You know, people in my town were in a band with members from Atlanta and Memphis and stuff. And it just wasn't a big deal because it was only two hours away. Mm-hmm. Well, in Montana, you know, Butte's less than an hour away, depending on how fast you drive. Mm-hmm. Bozeman's only an hour and a half, but because they're really not connected suburbs and stuff which is great but it makes it so there's not like collaboration town to town so every little town is its own little island and um, so it kind of makes it so that there's not a Montana scene really yeah um, I think that's kind of the biggest bummer is just how distinct and isolated each place is because it doesn't have to be that way because we're all relatively close mm-hmm. driving distance and stuff but um, or a lot of the places so I and because of that isolation, like you know, Helena doesn't and probably isn't ever going to get touring bands coming through here. Like a lot of touring bands, I've talked to them. They, like Montana is a drive day for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're just gonna they put it on their schedule as a day to drive through the state, not realizing maybe that there are good stops. 
yeah. along the way. So Helena, Helena especially, but Montana, less so now with Missoula and Bozeman. Um, but Montana kind of gets ignored by a lot of bigger national touring bands. Mm-hmm. And so we do, so that's a bummer just because we don't get that influence and that excitement, you know. And when a town has good touring bands coming through, oftentimes that is an opportunity for local bands to be the opener yeah. for those shows. And so we don't really have those opportunities. So there's kind of a lower ceiling. Yeah. Uh, on on local bands. Mm-hmm. So would you say there's any way to try and get all these different cities to try and connect together and make this this style that you're talking about? Um, maybe it would take some real really driven people who who are driven to do that specifically. I think um, which would be cool, but um, you know it's easier to move to Seattle and Portland where there's already. Um, a scene happening and try to plug yourself into something there even though it I think there's more competition um, it would be pretty tough I think to connect the towns in that way mm-hmm. just because uh, as things grow you know and I think there's lots of projected growth in Montana I think I think that could happen down the road you know 15 20 years because it doesn't feel quite so far but, yeah, I, don't, I don't see it happening on a real big level anytime soon. Yeah. Um, what was the biggest obstacle you had to overcome in your musical career, and kind of how did you work through that? Having children. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Um, just, I think maybe the real, I mean, kids definitely make things more challenging with creative pursuits that are kind of, by nature, egocentric mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, endeavors. Um, But I think probably, honestly, the biggest challenge is realizing the limitations of living in Helena and um, that if I had bigger ambitions with my that I because I did have bigger ambitions, I think, at one point with my music or bigger hopes Mm -hmm. that maybe it could take it to a bigger audience, but just the way my life, the way my wife and I chose to live our life and stay here in town close to all our good friends and family, like... Um, I knew that was an obvious limitation. We were obviously limiting the potential for my music to be heard by a bigger audience. And so then just deciding, okay, well, what do I want my musical life to be Yeah. if that's off the table at this point? Um, kind of what can you be satisfied with, you know? Mm-hmm. That's just a persistent question for me, you know, kind of the kind of when I'm old and... Um, <laughs> dying or something like what are you going to regret in your life you know trying to think about your current decisions on that basis yeah and then just wondering like am I going to regret not giving it a bigger shot I don't know I have a pretty damn good life yeah so (laughs) I'm not sure about that um but then that's on the positive side that's then just forced me to and my friends who are a lot of my friends who are in the same position like it's forced us to really like make music in Helena what we want it to be. Yeah. And uh, kind of just continuing on with that kind of teenage punk ethos we had to begin with. Like, all right, it's got to morph a little bit because we can't just play all the time or we can't, you know, it doesn't, it's not great to be out till two in the morning every night when you have a family and you got to wake up and be a good dad in the morning. Mm-hmm. So that's caused things to change for us. But anyways, so... 
I'd say that's probably the biggest obstacle is just the intrinsic limitations of Helena. Yeah. So if you could collaborate with any artist or any other group, who would that be? I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty easily intimidated by people, so um, I've kind of a cop-out answer, I guess, but I feel like I've kind of found like perfect collaborators in my friends who I play music with here. And we all, we've been playing together since we were in high school. And so we all kind of understand each other's musical impulses and create creative kind of tendencies. But we're also all kind of like on the same page in life and um, lifestyle wise, I guess, you know. And so I'm pretty happy with the collaborators I have. We kind of make tons of different types of music together. Um, yeah, I'm a pretty isolated dude in some ways, and so it's, it, I, I don't think I would thrive that well in just like plugging into a group to collaborate with. But. Mm. So could you kind of talk to how you met these people that you started to collaborate with and mm -hmm. how you sort of formed those bonds together? Yeah. Um, I mean, Helen is a small place, so if you play music, particularly if you play it particular style of music like you're gonna find your people <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but the first band we played in was just me and a buddy from church he was the guy that wanted to start the band and then we had a drummer who dropped out or we kicked him out, <laughs> he didn't <laughs> <drop> out. <laughs> we kicked him out and um, started playing with these other two guys because um, a friend had recommended them to us or something and uh, a drummer and a guitar player and the drummer is this the same drummer I still play with and then the guitar player he, he doesn't live here now um, but he lived here for a long time and we did musical stuff together we still do just long distance uh, he ended up being becoming my brother-in-law <laughs> <laughs> so he, we played in a band together and I ended up marrying his sister and so that tightened that bond pretty, yeah. pretty firmly um, and then a couple of other guys that are in the band moved to town. They're not from Helena. Um, moved to town later. And kind of the same thing. We saw, they saw us playing at concerts. And we just struck up a conversation because they could tell we were coming from this similar musical place. And because Helena is so small, like if you find kindred spirits musically, like you have to latch on to them yeah. because it's a unique thing around here if you have eclectic musical taste. Anyways, and they just happen to be like phenomenal musicians and um, good people. And so we've had like so many different bands with the same members, <laughs> like different yeah. styles. And it's just always kind of been the same group of people for the most part. Um, so that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of how that mm -hmm. happened. And now it's kind of like we can't quite imagine making music with other people. Um, it's a pretty tight-knit group. Yeah. Um, kind of wrapping up this interview, uh, what advice would you give for just aspiring musicians who maybe want to start making music but don't know how? Or um, Yeah, like the musical side of things, I get people all the time saying, like, I wish I could play guitar, and I always want to slap them and be like, well, then just play the guitar. Like, yeah. People, people tend to have, like, an inflated idea about music that, it, like either you're born with talent or you're not and it's just like 
not true. So for people who are interested in playing music, like just try, just start mm-hmm. and do it every day a little bit. And in a month, you'll be better than you were a month before. And in two years, you'll be super surprised at how much better you got. Um, and as far as like writing music and playing your own songs or performing live, like you have to actually like just really want, love it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no, <laughs> like any artistic endeavor, like if you're in it thinking it's going to bring you fame or any sort of money, that's not going to, not the statistics show, it's not likely to happen. So mm. you better love it because it takes too much work and effort to stick with it if you don't really, really love it. Um, and I think the biggest like creative suggestion I would give to people as far as making their own music is just to be as honest as they can with mm. their music like let it come from them and not try to replicate anything that's popular because it might make your own music more popular like that's I think a pretty a major dead end mm-hmm. for creativity so yeah that's what I'd say nice yeah so uh I guess me and Ryan are both obviously uh, taking a music course this mm-hmm. year. So, um, in your opinion, do you think that uh, schools and the education system should integrate different types of music classes to try and open other people's eyes to maybe what they wouldn't originally see as something they're interested in? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm an education major right now, so I'm learning all about the bleak <laughs> situation mm-hmm. of... Um, how things are going and it does seem to be going away from music education and arts and stuff towards the STEM kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's a bummer because I think a big part of what education does is has to do with culture and preserving and passing on, you know, in our case, like the American culture. And I think a huge part of that is the arts. And so to exclude that from school just marginalizes it further and um, that's a bummer (laughs) so I think and I think when kids do have early access to music classes and instruments it does make it feel more possible for them to uh, engage with music on their own Mm -hmm. Um, I also just think music in general as listeners and um, enjoyers of music like it enriches our lives and so it makes sense to me to have that be a part of our education where we actually learn how to become better appreciators of it and enjoyers of it Um, particularly because it's just such a big part of our cultural heritage Um, I think that's yeah you take that out of schools then it makes it a lot harder to pass on to, to, for, to future generations and um, kind of de-democratizes it, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so that it, so I don't know. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's super valuable um, to have it as part of education. Um, I don't think I had a whole lot of education classes. I mean, everybody had to do band and cor- or chorus or something and not positive that was like super great for anybody but yeah. I don't know it wasn't bad I think I think also like my kids are my daughter's in middle school now and she has to take band or chorus and she chose band and I think in the course of like a school day 
having a break from academic, you know, mm-hmm. head scratchy kind of stuff, like, is a really positive thing for students of all ages. Yeah. Um, also, whatever we put in our educational systems and our curricula, like, that shows what we value. Mm-hmm. And so, we started by kind of talking about the brewery scene, kind of devaluing music a little bit. And I think that's what happened. That's what happens if you take music education out of schools. Nice. So do you have any like final thoughts or comments that you want to kind of get out of the way? Or... Mm. No, not really. <laughs> I don't know, I guess. Um, I'm always, as a Helena native, um, who, for whom music has been like my whole life, pretty much, mm-hmm. I'm always looking to like who's who's making music and particularly I'm curious right now like where the hell are the teenagers making music like Mm -hmm. I think they exist (laughs) (laughs) but I don't know where they are and I mean part of that's just being older and out of touch Mm -hmm. but um, so I'm always curious what's happening in our in our local area and I'm because I want to encourage it Mm -hmm. and, and help foster what's happening and I think that Helena can be a really cool place for arts and music. Um, it can have a really strong community element. Um, and so I would just encourage people if they make stuff to find a place to perform, to find, um, to make their own opportunities. Mm-hmm. So. Definitely. That's, that's it. Well, thank you for your time. This has yeah. really been a yeah, appreciate great, yeah, awesome experience. Yeah, it's fun to get to talk about. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in to Montana Music Project, and uh, we hope you listen to some other awesome interviews with local musicians from Montana. Thank you.